Hello, this week at Marvel listeners, and welcome to The Pull List. Whoa. You're saying, what the hell is The Pull List? Well, <laughs> let me tell you who I am first. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Assistant Editor Tucker Marcus. Yes, and The Pull List is, for those of you who are listeners to This Week at Marvel, it's our quick hits section. We've decided to take out the quick hits from the main episode of This Week in Marvel and pull it into its own unique, beautiful, flowery flower that is... Flowery flowers, right? Yeah, that's, that's a thing. <laughs> that we wanted to give to you before you go to the comic shop every week. So you can figure out what should be on your pull list. Wow. It just makes sense. It does. So what we're going to do, we're going to talk about all the new comics out this week and give you reasons why we loved them, why you should pick them up before you go to the comic book shop. And if you're listening to this after you've gone to the comic book shop, now you got another reason to go back to the comic book shop. Yes. Or back to your digital storefront. So <laughs> this is being the first episode of this. We want to know what you guys think. You can still use hashtag This Week in Marvel on Twitter. You can also email twimpodcast at marvel.com. Let us know what you think. And our Twim of the Weeks are still going to be the books that we dig into on the main episode of This Week in Marvel. We're going to give you a quick hit on why they're exciting here. But if you want more information on those issues, you're going to have to dive into the episode later this week. Let's do it. Let's do it. First up for the comics on sale, January 10th, 2018, is Avengers number 675. This issue of Avengers is the first part of the big 16-week epic storyline, really, called yeah. No Surrender. It's written with a group, Mark Wade, Al Ewing, Jim Zub, art by Pepe Larraz and David Curiel. And this is one of my twims of the week. It's really freaking good. It's great. It opens with living lightning and then brings in tons more Avengers. It brings you characters from the various different Avengers books that we've had over the last couple of months. U.S. Avengers, Secret Avengers, Avengers, you get lots of characters, lots of fun stuff, and a big honking problem that all these characters have to deal with. And I'm going to dig in more on the uh, main episode of This Week in Marvel, but rest assured, it's fantastic. On to Cable number 153, written by Ed Brisson, Art by John Mallon and colors by Jesus Abutav. I love this. Everything that they've been doing, this creative team on cable these last couple months has been so good. It opens with Gideon in the 54th century, which is something I want so much more of. Yeah. And it does a great job of making Gideon cool. Like he's got this terrible, beautiful haircut that, you know, <laughs> has always been one of those trademarks. But here he's vicious and scary and just really awesome. And this is a good reminder that Cable's squad is tremendous in mm. this book. You've got Dupe, Longshot, Shatterstar, X-23, and Armor. It's big, it's fun, and every time John Mallon draws dupe, I am over the moon. The first of a Charles Soule one-two punch. Yeah, and this actually even digs into the Soulverse Ooh. here. We've got Daredevil, number 597, written by Charles Soule, art by Stefano Landini, and colors by Matt Mila. This is really starting to ramp into, okay, Wilson Fisk is mayor of New York City. And his deputy mayor is Matt Murdock. As someone who lives in New York City and watches mm, 80% of my television watching is the local news station called <laughs> New York One, which is in the morning, it's probably like two hours of that. At night, it's 
all the time. <laughs> that and Golden Girls is primarily what I watch on, okay. on the television. Yes. So I am really interested in the New York politics of it all. Yeah. And I, I love what Charles is doing here. It's a lot of fun. It's Wilson Fisk being tricksy and smart and like manipulative mm-hmm. and possibly not all evil, which I, I like the touch there. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's basically death by paperwork for Matt, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, there's also a great Soulverse tr- crossover with the inhuman Frank McGee, who Charles was also one of the creators of. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, from the Soulverse to the Star Wars galaxies. No, that was a Verse. terrible segue. Uh, all right, Darth Vader number 10. Oh, wait, more Soulverse. This is Charles Soul. Yeah. Back to back. This is the second punch of the one-two punch. Wow. Great. Uh, written by uh, Charles Soule, art by Giuseppe Camoncoli, inks by Daniel Orlandini, and colors by David Curiel. This is the sort of the final part, I think, mm-hmm. of the Jocasta news story. But it shows her just how freaking badass and awesome she was. She did everything she could to stave off the dark side, to stave off... Darth Vader, she poked and prodded and did some really cool things, even to the last breath. Uh, I really love Charles Soule's Vader. It's it's really insane how he took this one character that appeared for one scene in Attack of the Clones and made her such a really fascinating, weird version of a hero in a comic book and and to line her up against Vader in this way. It's just been awesome. Yeah, and especially if, if you've not been reading this, Charles Soule writes such an awesome Darth Vader here. He's sneaky mm-hmm. and he's angry, like super duper angry, and he keeps things from the Emperor, which I think is yeah. really a nice touch. For any Star Wars fans out there, if you haven't picked this book up yet, Charles Soule crushes yes. this series. Every issue is so good. You know who else crushes this series? Who? Giuseppe Camicoli. Of course he does. The, his art is so it's kinetic. It's insane. Yes. It, it, it feels like it's moving fast. Yeah. Like the action... The the storytelling, everything is go, 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 the way Camo draws figures. I mean, he's, over the last decade, he's just done better and better work, and this is really him showing off everything that he can do. It's a great end to this arc, even if it's not an end to the Jedi. Mm. My first preview this week is The Despicable Deadpool number 292. It's written by Jerry Duggan, art by Matteo Lolli, colors by Ruth Redmond, and this is the... First issue of a new story arc. This is the first issue of Bucket List. It's called Part One, Deadpool versus Stevel Rogers. And we're just coming off of the last arc where Strife caught up with Deadpool, told him that he needed to kill four people that he chose. And Deadpool managed that situation and kind of tried to be tricky about it. But ultimately, uh, he's still stuck with Strife. And Strife, right from the top of this book, is demanding the next few names. And as the title of the issue suggests, we get to see the return of Hydra Cap, who uh, has some really great scenes with Deadpool in here. As the top issue in a new arc, jump on. Yeah. It's so fun. It's it's classic Deadpool. Nobody does it better than Jerry Duggan. We'll, we'll dig into this more on This Week in Marvel. I've got a bunch of notes, especially about some characters that show up and yeah. giving you guys a little context on a bunch of different things. But yeah, this was definitely nearly one of my picks. Mm-hmm. I love everything they do on this book. All right. On to Gwenpool the Unbelievable, number 24, written by Christopher Hastings, art by Gurihiru, and man... 
This has been such a good book. I posted about this on Twitter over the weekend as I was reading the book. There's some stuff in here with Batrock and Mm. Gwen that makes me so happy. They do such a great job of making Batrock as cool as I've always known he's Mm -hmm. been. He's a friggin' weird Captain America (laughs) villain who has an awesome mustache. He uses Savate. And he's just fantastic. If you love reading comics in a French accent in your mind, this is for you. Yeah. There's just a really cool mix of Gwen's powers and Batroc's kickery. Some fun stuff with her, you know, manipulating reality, really. There's a villain who shows up in here called Chance, who's a weird gambling-related mercenary, kind of. Mm. Um, He shows up. He's kind of a schmuck, but he's been around for 30 (laughs) years. It was just fun seeing him. It's a great pull to put into the book. There's a big Batroc Gwen moment in here that kind of broke my heart, too. Mm. It's really, really good. I love the crap out of it. And there's also another moment in here where Batroc talks about his mustache wax. And I want to know if he uses the same mustache wax as me, which is Badger Navigator class mustache wax. Uh. But it's another fantastic issue. And if you've not been reading Gwenpool, this this can actually really work as just a a one-in, see some stuff, get some fun, and dive into the rest of the series. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, next up is Ms. Marvel, number 26, written by G. Willow Wilson, art by Nico Leone, colors by Ian Herring. There's still no Kamala in the book right now. She's off. We don't really know where she is, what she's doing. But the Kamala Corps is in full effect. Her friends who are trying to pick up the slack uh, around Jersey City help out a bunch. And here you've got Zoe, who is kind of the main focus of the, the crew in this issue, teaming up a little bit with Red Dagger, trying to get to the mystery behind the inventor. The inventor being one of Ms. Marvel's first main villains has shown back up. What the heck is going on? We do get to find some really interesting stuff here, and it's dastardly and evil and Mm -hmm. awesome. And Nico Leone is the perfect artist for this book. Mm -hmm. There's so many touches that Nico puts into the art in every page that make everything better. It's very similar to Adrian Alfona and what Adrian was doing at the early part of the book is like, yeah, you could set the scene and tell these things, but there's things in the background, there's side characters, there's so, you know, just the extras, quote unquote, who he draws performing in the book do so much more. Mm -hmm. There's that, there's a lot of body language things. I think Nico is just doing standout work across the series of the last couple issues. So really, really good and hella interested in seeing where the hell Kamala is. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. All right, next up is Old Man Hawkeye, number one of 12. Oh, yes. So this is one of my picks. So we're going to dig into this a lot more in This Week in Marvel. This is actually, by your reaction, and we talked to Alex Lopez, who will be on This Week in Marvel, all had the same reaction. This issue was fantastic. It's written by Ethan Sachs, art by Marco Caquetto, colors by Andres Mosa. And um, Ethan was a writer for The Daily News. Also, I think a wizard guy, at least for a time, hmm. this is his first Marvel work, I believe. And he absolutely crushed it. Fantastic. Yeah. It's really, really good. It's set about five years before the original Old Man Logan story. And you dive into a lot about how we got from this point where you see Clint Barton, what he's doing, to the point in Old Man Logan where he teams up with Logan, that original story, Mark Miller, Steve McNiven and company. This is that gap. This bridges a lot of stuff. You see tons of characters, lots of cameos. We'll dig into a lot more on that. And, of course, Marco Caquetto's oh. art. It, oh. 
he's a master. Yeah. We, we ran an interview with Ethan on Marvel.com a couple weeks ago in which he says Marco Kaketo has the ability to go down as one of the greatest comic book artists of all time. And if this book is any evidence, uh, then he's well on his way. Couldn't agree more, Tucker. Yeah, absolutely. Up next is another old man book. It's Old Man Logan. All these geriatrics everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> old Man Logan number 33, <laughs> written by Ed Brisson. Is that a double blast of Ed this week? We got... Yeah. <laughs> double blast of Ed. <laughs> Brisson times two. <laughs> uh, with art by Mike Diodato Jr. and colors by Frank Martin. So, a little spoiler, uh, if you've not read the last issue of Old Man Logan, there's a little bit of a spoiler. They revealed who the uh, Scarlet Samurai was, and it's Mariko, Wolverine's long-lost love, who he had to kill many years ago. There's this heartbreaking flashback of Logan and Mariko. Love seeing Diodato's art of that time period. It's Logan in the yellow and blue. It's really cool. But... Old Man Logan in this issue talks about how it's been 50 to 60 years since he's seen mm. Mariko. Which you think about that, that's that's a lifetime yeah. for some Devastating. people. It's, it's incredible. Uh, also, last issue, Logan got his hand cut off. So there's this gnarly bit of business throughout this one where Logan's hand is growing back. And it's, <laughs> it, you know, think about the Deadpool stuff where, you know, his hand grows yeah, back. Yeah, and you've yeah. got this growing back. But Wolverine also has claws, right? So what happens when... Wolverine's hand gets cut off. And for anybody who's like, well, you can't cut off Wolverine's hand because he's got adamantium. <laughs> well, there's like tendons and stuff that right. connect everything. It's right. not just one straight bone from your arm into your hand. <laughs> so they just did a nice slice right through all the tendons and whatnot. So he loses an adamantium hand and those adamantium claws. He grows back a brand new hand, fresh like a puppy, and... Uh, <laughs> New bone claws, which I think is a really yeah, yeah. cool touch. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and he is going through a lot of stuff, this old man Logan. Big possibilities in the ending of this issue, but probably most likely heartache and death ahead for the series. I love it. Again, Dio's art and Brissana's writing a hell of a heartbreaker. Next is Phoenix Resurrection, The Return of Jean Grey, number three. It is written by Matthew Rosenberg, pencils by Joe Bennett, inks by Lorenzo Ruggiero, colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. We start this issue with a flashback to an iconic Jean Grey moment in the spaceship as Mm -hmm. she is crashing to Earth, having just saved the rest of the X-Men. I know this because of a great History of Phoenix series that we did on the website. But that's where we start this issue. And so it, it as this uh, limited series has done, it's it's reaching from the, and, and, and sourcing from these great moments in Jean Grey history and, and kind of putting it in this new context and putting it in the timeline of this story. We've seen some really weird stuff going on with this woman named Jean. So far in the first two issues, some really strange things are happening. There is a phoenix sun in the sky. The X-Men are freaking out. And this issue does a really awesome job of ramping things up. And things really start happening in this one. The action is has really started to take place. And uh, for those who love Jean and who doesn't, this series has been excellent, and like I said, this issue really lights the fire. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. We're going to dig more into that as one of your two picks, right? Yeah, that's in, right. On, on the main episode of This Week of Marvel. Great. Next up is Punisher number 220, written by Matt Rosenberg, one of another double blast of Rosenberg. We're getting whoa, whoa, whoa. two fists of Rosenberg, Soul, and Brisson this week. Written by Matt Rosenberg, art by Gui Villanova, colors by Lee Lowridge. This one, I believe is a pick for Alex. Yeah. So Alex is going to dive more into it on This Week in Marvel this week, uh, but it's it's cool. It's Punisher in Trinea in this war-torn, messed-up country. There's all kinds of stuff going on. It's brutal, as you'd expect, mm-hmm. in a Punisher book. Uh, lots of big scenes and battles, and we're, we're going to find out more of why Alex picked it later this week. Next, we've got Runaways number five, written by Rainbow Rowell. Art by Chris Anka and colors by Matt Wilson. Anka and Wilson mm, could be my favorite art team right mm-hmm, now. Just mm-hmm. they vibe so well. Chris's style, with especially with the kids and everything that's going on. And Matt's color palette is just absolutely perfect here. He is an Eisner Award winner for a reason. It's fantastic. Really, really good. My first note when I read the, when I was reading this book was, all caps, what is grandma's deal? And like four question marks. Because you have Molly's grandma in here, and we learn a lot more about her in this issue, what she's doing, what Molly's situation is and has been. And it's fascinating. There's a lot of, uh, again, what Rainbow's been doing really, really well this series, a lot of nuance to things mm-hmm. and, and figuring out what the characters are. It's not all very straightforward. Uh, we got some really fun uh, stuff between Chase and Victor, or the head of Victor Mancha. There's some really great stuff. They're a delight together. There's uh, a denied smooch Ooh. in this issue, which is... Bone zone, no. We're, no bone zone. We're not talking about bone <laughs> zone, just smooching. There's different levels. You got to oh you know my. understand there's smooching, bone zone. They're not the same. All right, we also, uh, I just wrote down a note here. Nico, Nico, Nico. Uh. Man, Nico, (laughs) Nico, Nico. And uh, the last page is lit, as the kids would say. I love it. It made me feel really good. It's that that moment I was hoping for and waiting for. I absolutely love this series. It's really, really great. Mm Mm-hmm. Another blast of Matt Rosenberg. Goodness, he's the writer on Secret Warriors number 12. Art by Ramon Box, colors by Israel Silva, and this is probably my, f- I I think it might be my favorite issue of the series. Yeah. It was nearly one of my picks of the week. It's great because it's just character stuff. Mm-hmm. There's no real, like, fighting. It's the Secret Warriors characters talking to each other. It's all centered around Moon Girl having a quote-unquote birthday party where she tells the rest of the characters to come bring her a cake. So they all show up and bring her a cake. It's not her birthday. It doesn't matter. She's do you know, she's got all these cakes and cupcakes and stuff. And I think my guess, part of the reason that Matt wrote it this way is that he could name drop a couple of bakeries around the New York City area <laughs> and hopefully get some kickback. And that I Matt, 100% support. Respect. Yeah. So <laughs> if Matt gets any cakes from like Magnolia or the I, there's a bakery in in Jersey he mentioned Bring some of that over here. Come on, man. But make it a pie because cake is gross. Anyway, oh. oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I went there. Uh, yeah, this is really good. It reminds me also of the classic poker game stories that happened a lot in, like, in the pages of Fantastic Four. Thing would organize these poker games, and they were, they were just terrific. This is the Secret Warriors team coming together and playing a board game. Mm. And they play this Secret Wars board game 
that I really, really want. It doesn't <laughs> exist, but it has, you know, it's basically a risk type game, but set in the Marvel Universe. It cracked me up. There's some really great moments, stuff where they discuss the bone zone okay. in here. They discuss a lot of feelings. There's really great moments with magic. There's just this thing I want now to be canon for magic where she says, the X-Men don't get cake a lot. <laughs> and so she's there's scenes of her just stuffing her face with cake because she just funny. doesn't get it a lot. Yeah, that's and I, I love that. Yeah. I want that to be one of her character beats from now on. Uh, it's really, really good. Next up is She-Hulk number 161. It's written by Mariko Tamaki, art by Janoi Lindsay, colors by Federico Blee. And this is part of the Jen Walters must die arc. And essentially, Jen has been taken captive. The classic Hulk villain, the leader, is behind it all. Uh, this kind of obsessed fan named Robin Meisner, Miser Malt, is uh, trying to take away Jen's powers and use them for herself. She's being manipulated by the leader. Mariko does such an awesome job as always with just this kind of really sinister crazy storyline but keeping it so fun she just makes Jen's voice so fun to read in every single panel every single issue I'm really enjoying this and and I have to say Janoy crushes on art I'm, I'm a big fan of his work will Jen Walters die in the Jen Walters must die arc I don't know We'll talk about it more at the end of the week. Stay tuned, true believers. <laughs> yes. All right. Up next, we've got Spider-Man versus Deadpool number 26. This uh, was not at all the book I was expecting it right. to be. This is written by Robbie Thompson, art by Scott Hepburn, colors by Ian Herring. Ian, all over the books this week. Love it. Ian's great. Yeah. Like I said, this is not the book that I was expecting. It's Spidey and Deadpool as old men mm-hmm. in a retirement home told in the future Deadpool definitely getting to the bone zone with multiple other old people <laughs> in this story, which I love. love Deadpool's it. fashion in this is fantastic. Scott Hepburn absolutely just doing a great job with the style of what the char- what the characters are wearing, but also how they look, how they've aged. It was a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot of like sad touches, mm-hmm. but a lot of really funny bits kind of perfect Robbie Thompson stuff and the the action that's going to come up for, you know, what's ahead. There is a little bit of action in here, which is great because there's an interesting twist on what has happened to the Spider-Man in this story and what that means for the adventure that they're going to go on. It's Mm -hmm. great. It's a future story. I love me a future story. And this one is full of mysteries and, and really fun touches. Up next is Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 28, written by Ryan North, art by Erica Henderson, colors by Rico Renzi. There's so many cool parts going on. You've got, on one hand, Squirrel Girl with Loki fighting Dormammu, which is a whole bunch of pages in this, and it's fantastic. Then it's Squirrel Girl and Loki trying to find Tippy Toe and Nancy, who are on a squirrel planet. There's all these different things going on. You definitely, in this issue, get squirrel-headed Loki. So if there is a reason (laughs) for you to buy this because you love Loki, then you get squirrel-headed Sorcerer Supreme Loki. That is a guarantee in this issue. How we get there and what that means in the story, you have to read it. It's just a big, fun adventure. We also get Drax in here, which adds this element I was not expecting. It's, It's... 
tons of fun. I say fun a lot because that's what this book is. Yeah. It's it's a hoot and a holler. There's a really uh, sick burn about Galactus in the movies <laughs> in this where I feel like Ryan North was just like, can I get away with this? <laughs> I'm just going to do it anyway. And it's in there. I keep saying really, really good, really, really great, and really, really fun with the comics this week, but that's how I feel. It's just consistent. Yeah. This book is silly and awesome and a good time. Yeah. All right, we've got Venom number 160. This is the fifth part of Venom, Inc., written by Dan Slott and Mike Costa on the story, with Mike Costa doing the writing chores on this issue, art by Gerardo Sandoval, and colors by David Curiel. Gerardo has this way of drawing people and drawing creatures and monsters and large, hulking characters in such a great way. I think I've talked about it a bunch on the various shows, but his Venom and now his anti-Venom have this presence. They Mm -hmm. fill up the page and feel like they're going to break through the panel borders. So cool, so dynamic. It's built for a story like this. The dynamics around the symbiote and how it's been pieced off for Lee Price and his gang and then how the symbiote, I, I guess the various other symbiotes, react to the different people and how the different people react to it. Really, really interesting stuff. You've got Eddie Brock with Venom, with his original symbiote, and they have this like loving, twisted, caring relationship, whereas Flash Thompson and that same symbiote have a similar but less twisted relationship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. while Spider-Man looks at the symbiote as a monster. Yeah. And Black Cat's like, I don't know, whatever. (laughs) And Lee Price is just like, I'm a crazy psychopath maniac. This is a weapon. I'm going to use it to murder every one of you and take control of all the things. It's great. It it really sets up this interesting dynamic through the whole thing. There's a great job over the last year of creating and elevating this Lee Price guy who was the antagonist in Venom, Inc. And I think this one really solidifies how much of a scumbag Mm. he is and how I just... I want to see him get punched in the teeth, which is what you want out of some of these villains. Some yeah. of them you you want to feel like that ambiguity of like a Doctor Doom or a Magneto. At times you're like, I feel what they're doing. And mm. this guy, Lee Price, I'm like, no, someone needs to hurt him yeah. for what he's trying to do. Yeah. Next up is X-Men Blue, number 19. It's written by Cullen Bunn, pencils by R.B. Silva, inks by Adriano Di Benedetto, and colors by Rain Barreto. This is, I'll put it really short and concise, this is X-Men versus X-Men timey-wimey weirdness. It's part of the Crosstime Capers story arc. There's so much weird stuff going on. There's a ton of Professor X, which is awesome. There's a ton of Magneto, which is awesome. It's confusing and strange in all the best ways. I'm really loving this story right now. There's a really cool double-page spread of alternate timelines and weird stuff that I just, that you could dig into and really get lost in. And the identity of some mystery characters in here is really neat. You you may want to check out a book called X-Men Battle of the Atom Ooh. to learn a little bit more, dive in, in deeper into that story. Finally, last book of the week is Alex's last pick. He'll be on this week at Marvel to talk about it. It is X-Men Gold Annual number one, part of the 30th anniversary for Excalibur. Excalibur. It's, Should no, I, they, no, don't, we didn't do, they don't sound like that. Uh, but the UK 
<laughs> and uh, it's written by Mark Guggenheim and Leah Williams. Pencils by Aletha E. Martinez. Inks by Aletha E. Martinez and Craig Young. Colors by J. David Ramos and Dono Sanchez Almada. And I loved the hell out of this book. It's fantastic. It does take place a couple issues ahead of the main X-Men Gold story, but it doesn't seem like it affects too much of what you're going to understand. So I wouldn't worry too much if you're reading X-Men Gold, which is a fantastic book. Mm-hmm. It is like pure distillation of why I love X-Men right now. But it's between issues 22 and 23 of X-Men Gold, and it's actually just really an Excalibur reunion book. You're going to dig it. We're going to dive into tons more of it. It's got you know, Captain Britain, Megan, Nightcrawler, Kitty Pride, Rachel Gray fighting an old Excalibur villain. And it's it's weird and funny and pithy. It just had a perfect old school Excalibur feel to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I dug it a lot. Yeah. And you know what? Not just the print issues on sale, because we do have the collections on sale. Because you're going to go to the comic book shop, and you're going to pick up your books, mm. the new issues out. But you also need to know that on sale this week, you've got Cable, the Nemesis Contract. Deadpool by Posehn and Duggan, Volume 1, The Complete Collection. Highly recommend that. Oh, yeah. Doctor Strange, Volume 5, Secret Empire. Incredible Hulk, Epic Collection, Volume 21, Fall of the Pantheon. Marvel Masterworks, Daredevil, Volume 12, in hardcover. Marvel's Black Panther, Prelude. She-Hulk, Volume 2, Let Them Eat Cake. Thor by Walt Simonson, Volume 2. It's a new printing of that one. Highly recommend it. Also, highly recommend The Vision hardcover out this week, that full collection of that book, which was phenomenal. There's also digital comics on sale this week. In addition to the books that we talked about, you're going to get Black Panther, Long Live the King, number three, and Black Panther, Soul of a Machine, issues five through eight. Also on sale on the Marvel app this week is Cable number 63 to 70, Cable Annual number 1, Captain America Sentinel of Liberty number 1 through 12, Captain America The Fighting Avenger number 1, Fantastic Four Annual number 17, 18, 22, and 32, Marvel Adventures Fantastic Four 41 through 48, Marvel Graphic Novel number 12, Marvel Mystery Comics number 9 through 12, The Contest number 1 through 3, The Contest 2, 1 through 5, Thor Asgard's Avenger number 1, Thor, Whosoever Wields This Hammer, number one. Tigra, number one through four. I put a little note in there because it's by Christina Z with amazing art by Mike Diodato. It's just this little known book from the early 2000s that, you know, it's now on the Marvel app. Check it out. Awesome. Uh, Union Jack, number one through three. Warlock Chronicles, seven and eight. Weapon X Noir, number one. X-Man, number 45, 46, and 47. X-Men, the 198 Files, number one. Digital collections on sale this week, so if you are a digital reader, you want the a lot of the collections that came out already, plus Daredevil Masterworks Volume 12, Atlas Era Journey into Mystery Masterworks Volume 1, Golden Age Marvel Comics Masterworks Volume 3, Six Guns, Spider-Man Return of the Burglar, and X-Men Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, dope. Really cool. Kitty Pride and Beast limited series from the 80s. And freshly digitized. So if you are... Someone who reads your books on Marvel Unlimited, here's what you get this week. Marvel's Thor Ragnarok Prelude, number one. Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe again, number one. Spider-Man Master Plan, number one. Secret Empire Brave New World, three. Black Bolt, number three. Nick Fury, number four. Star Wars Rogue One Adaptation, number four. All-new Guardians of the Galaxy, number five. Iron Fist, number five. Unstoppable Wasp, number seven. X-Men Gold, number seven. Hawkeye, number eight. Avengers, number nine. 
Champions number 10, Jessica Jones number 10, Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six number 11, Spider-Man number 18, Spider-Man Deadpool number 19, All New Wolverine number 22, Daredevil number 23, Star Wars number 33, Cable 63 through 69, and Cable <laughs> Annual number one. All right. That's a lot of books. So many things for you this week. Your pull lists are overflowing, I'm sure. Let us know what you guys think of the show. If you have questions, comments about this or anything Marvel, use the hashtag This Week in Marvel or email us at twinpodcast.marvel.com. We'll be back again in a couple days with the full episode of This Week in Marvel. This is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>